1: And the best part about Quince—they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day
3: returns. The wait is finally over, and sport is back on Now TV. It's lifestyle out the way where you can watch Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport together and all without a contract. What a fantastic part! So whether there's a day, week or whole month of action you just can't miss, you can now stream the lot. Oh, it's a fabulous goal! This is your sport on your terms. Search Now TV Sports to find out more. 18 plus content streamed via internet. Full terms apply. Slacker Slacker
4: Hello, Slackers. I hope your jaws are full of gravy and your hearts are sprinkled with sunshine dust. Welcome to the Slacker Podcast, a podcast where we talk. To the finest musicians and artists and chart their history, starting with those early demos. And it's always the best place to start when you're trying to chart a history of a band because you really get an idea of where it is they came from. And you also get an idea of how good they got as well because, I mean, listen, we all have to start somewhere. And sometimes when you start at the bottom, you sound a little bit shit and then you get really good. I mean, the demo that we've got today from our artist. I will reveal in about 10 seconds, is absolutely amazing. My name is Phil Taggart. You're very welcome to the next 60 minutes or so. You will never hear the first demo from my band because I'm not, yeah, I'm just not sharing it with anybody. It's not not good enough. It's really not. (laughs) Um, Listen, if you could give um, the podcast a little five-star review and maybe write a little bit something as well. Maybe you could write a haiku. Maybe you could write a poem. Sonnet. Anyway, it doesn't matter what you write, I'd just be really thankful of it as well. Um, The better it does um, with reviews and all that, the the higher it goes up on the charts, and the more people see it, listen to it, and that would make you the most dead-on person in the world, and I would probably take you out for chips and fizzy drinks and then i'd never call you again um today's podcast is with a man called dizzy rascal not his real name but we'll 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 get into his real name in the podcast if you're new uh, to the podcast and you're coming in because of dizzy rascal number one welcome the fuck in you don't have to take your shoes off at the door it's all good i'm not one of those houses um number two you can go back and listen to the other podcasts that we have recorded. We're only a little baby podcast at the minute. We've done Wolf Alice, Bastille, The Manic Street Preachers, Declan McKenna. If you're interested in any of those artists or you just like the conversation, then go back and have a have a little listen. I've been a Dizzy Rascal fan for a long, long time, since day dot, really. Um, so I didn't really feel like I had to do too much research on old Dizzy because I like if you know anything about him you know that it all started with boy in the corner and that was the one that won the mercury music prize way back in the early 2000s and it was really the album that spurned on grime like i know a lot of people will talk about other people and their relation to grime and what they did but like dizzy rascal really had a big big footprint if not the biggest footprint in making grime what it is um today and then from there he kind of turned into like a full-on pop monster beast who was like crushing everybody in the charts at that time he was releasing tracks like bonkers uh tracks like dance with me and genuinely he's just a really fascinating dude to sit down and chat about and we don't just chat about music though, the whole way through it we chat about culture and I get some gossip about the times he was in, is in Miami as well but listen that's only sort of half the story here. here's another little bit of it here's some clips
5: I felt like there was more community in Bow, where I come from Like that's when, when, I, when I was there felt like I knew everyone Went to, when I moved out later on in life That that's where I got more kind of isolated I was heavy into Iron Maiden I was heavy into corn. And do you know what I used to read Kerrang when I was little? Uh-huh. And I think I liked the imagery that went with it because yeah. of the response I'd get. People were like, ah, oh, you like that white boy stuff, or ah, oh, that's you like the devil stuff. I just thought like he's massive. I thought everyone thought that it was just like he's huge. So he's he's offered to sing this this chorus for me. And why the fuck would I say no? <laughs> he's Robbie Williams, <laughs> like.
4: We dig into some deep shit and some topics I didn't really plan us to get into either. So, listen, I could plug a little bit more about loads of other stuff, but I'm not going to bother because I really want you to enjoy this one. So, here we go. Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Dizzy Rascal, hello. Well, on. How's it going, man? You good? Yeah.
5: Let me come and sit over and let's, let's form.
4: Yeah, okay we're gonna we're gonna I just
5: do, yeah it's a little less formal now
4: right yeah exactly i don't, don't want to be like looking deep deep yeah. deep down your eyes you I feel not, like i'm being interrogated off offside. yeah well there is a spotlight in the room and you are in like the, the soho fetish dungeon studios like. easy see i i saw like i, I saw someone no told me that listen this is the sort of studio i've seen you know you've done podcasts before i saw a clip right. of the one you did with the um the geordie podcast yeah. And, and it like you know it was lovely, lovely arena for a podcast. <laughs> but he can't clamp you to a wall like I can in the Soho. Right, this is studio. all getting
5: mad. <laughs> it's all mad. There was no warning. God um, damn! You should read the fine print, is he? There was no print. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, you're doing this. Oh shit! Right. Um, what's what's going on? How's your day? Day's beautiful, man. It's, like, it's just been cold, proper cold all week, and then today it just decides to be sunny and nice again. Sunshine
4: is out beautiful sun's out guns out
5: sun's out guns out
4: like compare mine to yours yours are significantly bigger you, you've, you've been hitting the I've gym se- I've
5: seen some skinny dudes who just you just don't want no problems with so I won't, don't even worry about that
4: I'm like one of those people like you know you'll read a story about in years to come where I'll lift a car off somebody. I've right. got like hidden right. secret
5: strength. Yeah, there you go. Now all, now you just told everyone.
4: It's all on the inside, it's not on the outside. Right. Um so on you as in your So when we start the podcast, uh we like to play like a an early demo of um something you do. Do you know which one I'm going to go for? Are you aware of what what song? I'm going to play an de- early demo of yours, yeah.
5: Okay. No, I did not know.
4: All right, I'm, I'm.
5: I'm fully blind right now to like everything that's happening. Okay, so well, that's, that's why that's
4: why it's going to be good. <laughs> right here we go. I hope this is the right one I play. You know, sometimes when you're like playing somebody a piece of music, and, and I now know what it is straight away. That was
5: one straight th- away.
4: Do you know? I'm looking down at the play counter. That wasn't even. It's not even registered as one second. And right. you got it. Yeah,
5: no, nah, because I just, I just, I made the beat myself. So I already know what that is. <laughs> and That's the first proper one I made okay it, right. right
4: I'm gonna give you another second right and you have to name it
5: it's crime it already, it's crime I already know what it is from that noise <laughs> <laughs> spent hours like messing around with that
4: I'm gonna blast it in right give it give it a blast
5: oh I've got it wrong Ah! Wrong. <laughs> it's not, but you know what, it's because I made them around the same time. This is Bwerda, my ba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my yeah. Crime was, okay, yeah, 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 my ba. You got me, look how short I, I yeah, thought I was. proper yeah, 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 you were you, almost there. Right. You know what, we didn't even jump in the back. I told on
0: the last one. <laughs> 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 come on, come on. Check one, two, find in here. Fets on a case, but we don't care. right Rifle, see everything there. And I've got shotguns spare. Feed them where? Where the rascal's there. Yeah. EMC. Sounds like
4: D double E's in the background. He's got that snoring.
5: I, I don't know where Double was around these times. I knew him, but um, nah, he end on this one. Jeez. I need to find the proper, proper version there, because you got this from the mixtape, innit? Yeah, That's yeah, it's yeah. been reloaded, there. You know, Yeah, yeah,
0: You know we do? And you know Roach made everywhere. Can't do nothing Kicks on the sweet soul, you know? I just can't think you lyric about the reality of it. I put my bedroom. Joey P. John okay. K.A., the magic man. Get me the magic. No, we what? We never jump in the body. <laughs> I told you uh-huh. on the last one. <laughs> come on, come on. Check one, two, butt in the air. Fetch on a case, but we don't care. Right, we everything there. And i got got shotgun spare. Feed them where? Where the rascals near? EMC's like a grizzly bear. Shop lit daily, we don't care. When the tests get hung out of here. <laughs> it's
5: bringing the memories back, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Tripping back to an old place. Yeah, no, I I know I remember almost everything about this wicked This when I first proper branched off like I really took it serious yeah yeah I remember the studio was in Deptford it was with Danny C Danny C was the was the engineer it was his studio I used to go there I made this and uh I mean
4: what did you even know about getting into the studio at that point
5: because I already was, was making beats at school yeah on Cubase and all that so this might I think this was like the second proper studio I went to the first one was one in Poplar in the old Poplar swimming baths and then this one was um, in uh, yeah Deptford. It was that I think I started off with Danny S, yes, and they ended up with Danny C, but they were both Danny's, and I can't remember <laughs> who came first. You're like, but yeah,
4: which came first, the Danny or the Egg? Right, right.
5: <laughs> so it was yeah this one and Cram. I'm sure Cram was Cram was first, and then I made this because if you hear them, they're, they're quite similar.
4: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You, 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 but I think like at that stage, you're probably you probably don't have that many samples to like roll off
5: where did I even get them sample? I can't even remember did but you say, I just it was know like that three you Mafia yeah that yeah ho and yeah. all that that's what all that was and then you, if you listen to it you can hear the jung- jungle influence drum and bass influence those bass lines mm. were drum and bass like. and then obviously the kind of the beat was garagey like UK garage and then kind of double time rap as well all the stuff I was into and they were just my pirate radio bars the stuff I used to go and say on the radio or at the, at the raves and the youth clubs and all that because this, this is like way before I love you this is like, this is
4: like what year if you're, like, time stamping.
5: This might have been, like, 2000, I think about year 2000. So, like, it, it like
4: predates even the word grime? Way before. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, way before. Way before. This is before I was even with Roll Deep, before, before any of that. So there was no grime, there was no esky, there was none of that. Was... What age were you when you did that? This, I had to have been... Was I still in school? What I might. I was either sixteen or seventeen. There was no way I was older than that. Yeah. yeah. I might have been fifteen. That's mad though. 15 like fifteen years old going yeah. straight
4: to the studio because like fifteen year olds going to pirate radio at that stage probably wouldn't have been any new thing. But fifteen year old going to proper studio to lay it down would have been a little bit different. Right. Your head has to be in the game. You have to know what you want to do to be Fo- able to go. Yeah, there. focus yeah. because yeah. it's just
5: me. And I a to do. Took a load of people with me all the time. I just went to the studio. So I, so I understood from earlier about being in the studio late, focus, zoning and focus on one thing, yeah. knowing what I want because I'm producing and I'm writing the song. And it was wicked because the, the guy on it was a dude from my estate called, um, his name was Joey, mm-hmm. but his MC name was Magic. And he was like, he's such a, I thought it was a wicked MC. And he's just, that's who I had access to at the time. <laughs> You're like, like Joey, we're studio. going to studio. Yeah, and he'd, he'd come with me. Like, <laughs> he, oh, I, just, I just, that's... that's who else that was you, the beginning of all of it. Who
4: else were you running with like uh, when
5: you were making that sort of music? At, at that time? Yeah. That would have been when, um, rest in peace, storming. I was storming DJ. Or would have just been, maybe it was just a little bit after that, but I would have been, and, and uh, so I would have been moving around with Nasty Crew. Those times there, yeah. Because that's like right at the beginning. Yeah, that's...
4: Where did you yeah, like right. fit in within that crew? Like, Were you like one of the, I, I, the I wasn't. I
5: wasn't in it, nah. Nah, I won't say... That. I'm, I was only like a, maybe like a year or two younger than Storming, because sure, I, I, was, I was younger, but I wasn't like the younger. But I just, I was just always me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
4: I, I feel like these these crews aren't like, they're, they're not like one of these things where you have to like, you have to like cut your hand to shake each other. Some of them not. Really? Yes, yeah, because I feel like you can walk in and then walk out of it.
5: Nah, it, it just, I just, I was a bit like that because I just, was just always me. I I was always part of little crews and all that, but I was always still doing my own thing. Like mm-hmm. I had my own bookings. Like I had my own sound. Yeah, From yeah. early, you know what I mean. So I was always doing my thing, but everything but I still linked up with other people.
4: Where did, where does a fifteen year old get booked apart from like, what? <laughs> suspension in school or something? Like, no, but because like, there do, was we're... there
5: was the early early rave. So
4: yeah. Um. What, what sort of music was it, was, like, I'd say it was the So early days
5: of Graham and. Um, UK Garage. What are we talking, like speed,
4: speed Garage, baseline stuff like that?
5: Baseline hadn't happened yet. No. But we had stuff that was similar to to it all, to that anyway, we, we been called Sublo, if I remember. Sublo was just kind of pre-dubstep and pre, pre, just pre-gram. It would have been whatever um, Tubby was playing. Tubby and Slimsy, like Dump Valve stuff and um, Lick Shots and uh, this might have even been before that.
4: Actually. What were those? What were those raves like? Was it when you when you turned early, up to them? early were, raves? Were they in were they in actual clubs? Were they yeah. in, in youth centres? Where, where yeah. were they? Yeah,
5: because like, because of my age, the first around that time yeah would have been youth youth centres, but then eventually I got into like raves, which were the early raves were like young called young man standing. That was one rave. Mm. And rumble was another one. Uh, Stampede was another one. These are underage under rave's or like under, under 18s, that's what they were. They were under 18s rave's a lot of them. So but, that's but mad, like, like
4: the, you're like forming the future and even like the adults who are like your peers can't even get in to see
5: what it's like because they look like creeps. They would. They would have been older people there. Yeah, yeah. True. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um and then Rumble and Stampede came together. Hmm. I remember, I just I, they were they were like they were very wild. They were, they were looking back they were legendary. But yeah, they would. Anything could happen, and usually most raves, even if it was like house parties, even they, these were like proper organized raves. But anything could happen. Like, yeah, like
4: it, so you had security, you had promoters, you had like all the rest of it. It wasn't just like showing up with the sign system, hoping for the best.
5: Nah, nah, it was it was yeah yeah like, like, I said, like <laughs> proper security. But rave raves could get locked off at any point. Yeah, yeah. So you, we got used to that any or any party anything to do with any like that what you what you'd call i guess the urban scene or whatever mm. you understood that a rave could just get locked off someone there will be a fight something would happen the rave would just get locked off' People S- were used to that scatter just 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 have to get out
4: who were the who were the like uh, posters you had on your wall as a kid
5: when I was a kid I had a uh, two pack on my wall um mainly two pack but then i'd have uh i had guns and roses on my wall um I remember I used to have a drawing Basically,
4: anybody with a bandana. Tupac had a bandana. Axel, Axel Rose, Rose had a bandana. <laughs> I
5: thought I was more a fan of Slash.
4: Yeah. So I, yeah, I thought he was cool. He looked, yeah, he's a proper rock star.
5: But, I you, but you know, outside, I had a big drawing of Match Man. Did you, do you, do you, did you used to watch Shoot? I mean, did you used to read Shoot? No, no, or <laughs> was it Match? It was Match and Shoot. There were two football magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I drew a picture of him and what that, that was always on my door. When I was at, so that's another thing. What other posters did I have? Bob Marley.
4: That's classic. I mean, my, my 12-year-old sister had Bob Marley well, what, on, doing on her wall. And my mo- I remember, like, she was given, like, five pounds at the shopping center. Was, like, mm. that five pounds is yours. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. And she came back with a Bob Marley poster that said, don't drink and drive, smoke a spliff and fly. Like, yeah. And my mom was like, what the fuck? Bob Marley's not <laughs> I'm not giving it? you any money anymore. Mm. <laughs> Bob. That's mad though, because like, I love the fact that you were into like rock music as well. Because I think that's, that that's a that's a slight side of you that people don't really see or know that much.
5: I went through a crazy phase where I was, where people thought I was weird, Be- and and it made me want to do it more. I think, yeah, because you got attention, so you got attention. So I was heavy into Iron Maiden, I was heavy into, Korn, and you know what? I used to read Kerrang! when I was little, uh-huh. and I think I liked the imagery that went with it because yeah. of the response I'd get. People are like, ah, oh, you like that white boy stuff, or ah, oh, that's you like the devil stuff, Because all their stuff was based on kind of
4: Yeah, the dark skeletons, the, the, skulls the dark and all that and, kind of stuff there. But I it's stuff all,
5: it's stuff that like teenage it's made for teenage boys. I was I was I went a teenager By the time I was a teenager, I was doing all this. Yeah, yeah. This this is when I was like ten.
4: Right. You know what I mean? Do so you run the boat with a Slipknot mask on?
5: Yeah, remember, I'm, I was born in 84. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All this stuff was popping. Iron maiden has been popping since whatever. Yeah, since, yeah. It's but, like but, early 80s. But, yeah, right. Yeah. So I I, I was into this stuff, well, ni- 94, 93, yeah. or whatever. So. I mean, that's
4: a good time. That's like you know, coming out of grunge, uh, Nirvana. Big on Nirvana. Big on Nirvana. I weren't
5: as good as, I was not as into Pearl Jam because it wasn't I didn't hard like, enough. I've
4: never liked Pearl Jam. i right. I always found Pearl Jam to be a little bit preachy and a little bit whiny.
5: But at the time, if you read I'm going to get Kerrang. so much hate for saying that from Pearl Jam. No, it is where it is, you know. <laughs> but at the time, it felt like they were the two that that, that were the most spoke about. Mm. They were like, I guess, what Blur and Oasis were to each other at the time, but for Grunge.
4: Well, Grunge killed Guns N' Roses and okay. then Britpop. See, by the time killed...
5: I got into it, I didn't know because I wasn't getting it in, in order. Yeah, yeah. They were still just playing whatever Nirvana stuff on MTV at the time when I when I got cable.
4: Did did, did it make you want to play guitar?
5: Yeah, I I, Ki- I played a little bit at like school concerts and all that, or I'd play drums well, like
4: at like a battle of the bands or something.
5: No, I did say like they have a school like every year. If you did music, which I obviously I always did music, so in my I did music class. Yeah, so they'd they'd, they'd organize you into a groups or whatever, and then you'd 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 find a song that you want to do, and then. Um, at the end of the year or the end of the term or whatever, there'd be a school concert and you would perform it. That's amazing.
4: Yeah, yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, what was it like? What was it like growing up in Bow? Because I've I, 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 I've experienced Bo but from a different angle. Because as yeah. you, as you can tell from my accent, I'm not I'm not not from Bow. Not natural <laughs> E
5: three, you know. Right, right, right. Bow, Bow was like Bow, um, Bow Bo would be like I don't know. I guess like this is England or Shameless, but but down south.
4: What about like Top Boy?
5: Top Boy, yeah, they would have elements of that too. See, Bo, Bo, when I was growing up, was obviously it was mainly a white area, but it was still quite mixed. So, white people, like Asians or like Bengalis, um, and blacks, and a few other different people as well. But it was quite mixed. But so, you, but you had the white kind of the rough white element to it you had the rough black element it was just rough in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but, yeah. but, but mixed yeah you know you've got some areas where it's just white or it's just predominantly thinking white what was a bit more mixed I
4: yeah, yeah. I, I guess that like that, that tightens you up as well like I grew up in an estate for about half my teenage life sort of like half you know, being a kid in the yeah. country and then when you're a kid in the country and you move into an estate when you're like twelve or thirteen it's like buddy the elf right you know you're like good oh, Jiminy Jillickers, guys, would you all like to go and play a game of football yeah. and then they and kick you, your head you in? You learn that. Like, yeah. <laughs> for
5: me, it was the opposite. Yeah, So I moved to the country later.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, okay,
5: this is how it was. But I'll tell you one thing. though. No.
4: does that make you? Does that mean? Because that obviously I came in with no edge to an estate. Yeah. Does that mean if you're going to the country, you're walking past the field and you're feeling like pretty edgy around a couple of cars You're like, going, what are you looking at me for?
5: <laughs> nah, you, you, you feel you feel like more relaxed as soon as you like kind of leave London and start getting back into country, you feel the ease come off of you. Yeah, yeah. but I, 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 see I, that. I, one thing that I've just always noticed is that I felt like there was more community in Bow, where I come from. Like that's when when I when I was there, felt like I knew everyone. I went to, when I moved that later on in life, that, that's where I got more kind of isolated. And we didn't feel as much community spirit, and unless, unless, again, unless you're from somewhere like that. You yeah. grew up in the village, and everyone knows each other, and you and you stayed there. So, what's
4: it like going back? Like, like when you when you roll back into Bow?
5: When I go there. Like it's, like, it's not a place I've never uh, I've, I ever stopped going to, but I guess I, stuff I notice more is just I don't what, what, what they call gentrification. Like,
4: Man, I I moved there in 2012, and I right. was. Going past it very recently, and it's changed a lot in six years. And I don't know how much has
5: changed since you left. It's, like, yeah, it's changed. It's changed a lot. But I don't I don't feel like I, I missed. I, I missed it because I never stopped going there. Yeah. so I just you just see it like the like most of London. It's just like like Bows, like Peckham, or like all these places where just it's um I'd say it's getting even more multicultural. I remember being around there maybe like a year ago, and I was just coming just out of Bow. Next in Poplar, Poplar's next door. so like, yeah. I went to school in Poplar, yeah. And uh, someone was driving, was walking past, and they had an American accent, and that was crazy to me. That like because like that's not, you don't get that. Yeah, you yeah. might well, get that Notting Hill, uh-huh. but Bowles one of the areas is too, kind of, deep in yeah, in it, London.
4: It, it's a It's hard to get to. Like it's not on like a like, right. It's,
5: it's, it's a cut through. So yeah. you can come out of the Blackwall Tunnel. Yeah. To go to um whatever up to through the city or, or all that stuff. Yeah, it's different. But as far as going into the into the estates, any estate, like any any area, you're gonna get the main road. But then when you st- when you go into estates, it's a different world.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah. You know like I mean? a, once once you once you breach those like um main roads, the main roads, yeah, it's a whole
5: different vibe. Like we we grew up around it. Luckily, being from Bowl, we had those pirate radio stations that were really close, and local. So there's always people around it. That's why it was. It didn't feel like
4: because so. they operate out of the, the estate
5: yeah, that's where most pirate radio stations were. They, See, they were usually in an estate.
4: That's something I want to know so much more about. Like all I know about pirate radio is right. like corrupt FM and what what like yeah, corrupt DJ FM Target is, or Charlie Sloth have taught me.
5: Yeah, corrupt FM is like a like spine. It's like the spinal type of grime, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it's like it's a what do they call it not, not mockery. It's a mockumentary, yeah, type thing. Yeah, but, yeah. but it is kind of that. Is, that is what, it, what it's like. Yeah. But they're from Parrot Radio anyway.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So well, like, you know that they are because they, that's that's how they do it. it's all so good.
5: Yeah, they're just making fun of it and all, but they but they do understand it. Like, and that is pretty much what it's like.
4: Yeah. Yeah, like I'm fascinated by the lingo, like the whole inside. Yeah, that was more uh, of a garage thing. It was more of a it was like sort yeah. of pre Grime where everybody was doing all that.
5: But I r I I don't know, but I feel like yes, way before Grime. But yeah. I I feel like that that came from I reckon it would have had something to do with like unknown MC's generation from when he was in Hijack because around that time that's how rappers it's well, Chuck D innit that's how rappers mean what no no <laughs> it, that's how the the rhythm that's how they said <laughs> I was that tune I got the power you know what yeah, no no one. oh yeah 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 I'm the dude when he starts um, rapping that's the kind of what the way um, uh-huh. that's the way
4: he raps so isn't it's isn't? yeah so it's it's kind of like Taken and ang- ang-
5: anglicized, from, yeah, anglicized from America. A, 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 yeah, of that yeah. era of you, but I could be wrong. But that's that's what it reminds me of. Uh-huh. No, just, just because I know the unknown MC who made that song with Creed, good rams. Oh boy, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that, that to me that was the first tune that bus. Uh-huh. But but unknown MC was in Hijack. You know who Hijack were no, they were like the one of the first UK hip hop uh, groups. But they rapped in American accents. That's what the thing was about. But he was the one who had a bit of a bit of a flow, and he went onto Garage and became a big part of UK Garage. Yeah, like, like, big I've games.
4: done so much, so much. Like I, I missed out in so much time because, like, when, mm. I, when I when I was in Ireland, all I was listening to was indie records, and I right. was starting to get into hip hop, and then got into Grime in a big way, and did a lot of reading right. and researching about it because I was like, right, I'm not gonna be able to catch up here. I'm um, like, yeah, but be hard to But yeah. like go, going back into like UK rap and stuff, I love like reading. About like you know the early Westwood days, mm. and even Dave Pierce, like he
5: was like quite quite a big player okay. in like hip hop back in those days as well. It's fascinating, really. I remember I remember when indie was the thing. I remember like um, I remember when. Um, do you remember
4: the indie crossovers of like the mid two thousands where there was just it was mashups? Everybody was doing mashups. Is it
5: what? not not like uh, what are they called again? The ones that they're kind of doing like grime rock kind of. What are they called again? Oh, shit, Paddy, do you know? N- nah, not them. Nah, the one. Um... Shoutout slaves. I can't remember them. No, nah, I weren't yeah. slaves. It was, ah, uh, anyway, whatever. I, I remember when um, Blur played Myland Park. Yeah, because yeah. I was a I was a Blur fan. I did like Blur. I'm a
4: Blur guy as well.
5: And Oasis, just th- just that era. Well, they called it Britpop, but that but they were like the top of the indie thing, really, innit? it. Yeah. And you had Stone Roses. Was it Shed Seven? Yeah, <laughs> we Shed yeah, yeah. Shed Seven. I, I want to Shed Seven, but whatever was dominating top of the pops at them times there that's yeah what yeah it did. There, was, there was loads of Cranberries weren't they were quite almost grunge it. yeah yeah what's that that song zombie I'm zombie, zombie. zombie. Massive
4: oh trend. man I've, I've been to so many house parties that have been absolutely ruined by people thinking they can sing fucking zombies. are they from Northern Ireland <laughs> they're from uh, Republic of Ireland yeah yeah okay Republic I of Ireland I mean they're Ireland, from yeah. Ireland like right from Ireland yeah um, big tune <laughs> yeah. so, right so like I still to this day when I'm on the radio I get Text messages about it when I'm out DJing, I get requests about it. I mean, I love you. We'll follow you to the day you die, right? Right. It's such a tune. And like, what, what, what was the sort of moment leading into that? So from from the demo, from where we were, leading up to that track.
5: Boy, that's a good question. I, I remember making the beat, and I wrote the li- Did I write to make the beat first? I wrote the lyrics. On top of uh, Jay Z, is that your chick?
4: What on the album sleeve? No, no, no. I mean, oh, like, on the beat, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was
5: listening to it and I wrote the, re- but not the instrumental. Sometimes I used to write songs while other songs were playing. Yeah, which was weird because normally you'd write to an instrumental. But I think it might have been having the vibe of the other person on there helped me write my own stuff. Yeah, I don't know. So it was that, and then it was inspired by Ludacris's "What's Your Fantasy" as well um because of the boy and the girl element you know going back and forth because so I always always like that and then um and then I made the beat I can't remember where I made the beat I'm sure I am sure it's one of the beats I made on 9 11. I remember because I was in the studio on
4: 9 11 yeah as in like that the, the that's the day that you made that beat
5: yeah I'm sure it is because it was either that or it was stopped that one of those beats I was making the actual beat for it I'm sure I was working on one of the beats and it was 9-11, because I remember Nick Cage saying to me, he was sitting there, I was there just on the computer and he was saying, oh fuck. I was like, what? He said, it's not good. And I said, what? He said, he he explained to me what happened. They crashed into the towers and I didn't have a clue what was happening. I didn't know what the the tower, I didn't know what what any of it was. I didn't know what what the Twin Towers were. Who, what, what's going on? Like, it didn't register. But I'm sure it was one of those beats. I
4: mean, you'll remember making that beat. I mean, everybody remembers where they were that day. You
5: you know, like I I still don't know. I still, I'm still not. It was either that or stop. that. It's one of those beats. But but they were made around the same time.
4: It's like it's it's like you know those big moments in the whole of world history. Like like obviously we're too young to know, but like you know where you were when the moon landings happened. Where where you were when like JFK got shot? Like that's our generation's kind of like where were you on that date? Do you know what I mean? I, I get, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. It's just such a significant,
5: like... No, but if you, like... I don't want to stray, but even other stuff, like, whatever, IRA, all that kind of shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I, at the, oh, my when self, I was a I, kid, I'll, 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 I'll say I live in Bow. Yeah. So, they blew up Canary Wolf. Yeah. Like,
4: my house shook. They blew up my town. Like, I, I come from a small town called Oma in-
2: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
4: 1998, I, right. was, I was like, that was like the biggest um, atrocity of the whole troubles. Australia, straight. Let me get so, back to
5: what I was going back to. So, so yeah. And then I got—I'm um, making the beat, writing it, and all that. And then I remember I—I I ne- I wanted to find a girl. But like The girl was a girl I knew from youth club or from off my estate called Janine, but she was a singer. But I just wanted the girl that sounded like local and just someone I just knew, like, let me just hit her up, like, because I know she works in music at least. Mm. So she'll be able to perform anyway, you know, do that. something, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I called. I called her to say, "Oh yeah, I can't I've got this song. I've got this song. Can you say this, 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 and this?" She thought she was coming to sing. Yeah. And in the end, you're like, "Just, just speak. Just do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It worked out. She didn't understand it. She ain't never heard no music. No one had heard no music like that before. It yeah. was just sounding mad. But I just had this. I had a vision for it. I just kind of, and it, it worked out.
4: But like, I think almost going back to the fact that you're into rock music and and stuff like that. It, right. I mean, I don't think would you be have been able to create that
5: sound without that being into sepultura and, yeah yeah do you know yeah.
4: what i mean because it, it's 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 angry it's angsty it kind of makes you want to like leave the room but also stay in it at the same time and rave but run away you right
5: know? <laughs> and at the time it was weird it was even weird for the whatever was was the grime scene and at it the was time.
4: alien to the music press and it's, alien to everybody really yeah,
5: yeah like i said even in the grime scene they weren't it wasn't they, they were used to dirty bass lines and stuff that was still kind of kind of the back end of the garage but like when I come through with that, that was just like in, like industrial sounding, like overly grimy bass, bass line. It wasn't in tune as well. Uh, yeah. Like no real melody. But again, it came, yeah. I was into like really heavy metal stuff that I didn't know what they were saying or talking about. But, like but I love roots, the bloody roots. Yeah. Stuff like, you know, roots. Yeah.
4: Stuff <laughs> <laughs> all that. Like mad, yeah. But then like you fast forward, Boy in the Corner comes out, you win a Mercury Music Prize and then you're like, right... I just got Janine from Youth Club to come on and do this song with me, and now I'm sitting in a room full of like. In the, I, I, yeah. don't, I can't even remember who else was up for it that year.
5: I don't know, but I, I I remember really not really knowing what was happening. I just remember I knew what it was because Miss Dynamite won it the year before. Yeah, 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 and yeah. everyone was proud. of I mean,
4: it. that must, must must have felt like a, a bit of a coup, even that. Like you know, two years in a row, you've got um, two incredible artists in like you know, one garage and one soon to be grime. Really, I guess people didn't know what it was
5: then. No, it was good. But it was good because. Dynamite was one that you said our, our, our scenes in, uh, locked, we were, we were the babies of that of garage yeah. we, we were the kids who they didn't want in there it's the hoodies you gotta go do your come. own thing well we like we would yeah we did we did our own thing we were still on the estate there were still people my age that were still going to the raves and all that but they were kids that for somehow they'd get in really like, mm. but we were the young youngest and eventually we like, they'd give us our own room in the, in the building, there'll be the garage rave going on and there'll be the little graphic. It was more of like a niche <laughs> thing. pen. Like, like Yeah. Like, it was like more of a niche thing anyway. Like, yeah. oh yeah, that's room. That, like I let him have that room over there. Yeah. And then obviously it took over. And then like, that room becomes the small room? The, the main room, yeah. yeah. Like, it's it, weird like, that, isn't it? That's how things But happen. I talked to like, I talked to like...
4: Talk to, like but, young... but sorry,
5: but sorry, I was just about to say, I watched I watch Dynamite on stage at those raves, holding her own. Like, as a female MC, but getting as much response as anyone. So... I, I watched her in the hood we'll just watching so it was amazing to see her do that and then be as big as she was I once mean,
4: that crossover happens
5: like you're probably thinking right well if she can do that that opens the door no nah, I wasn't thinking no nah. Nah, I wasn't I guess I was just I was making music by then but that would have been around the time you see those beats that you just started off with yeah I think that's what I was doing yeah when Dynamite was in before she won so maybe maybe a year before she won the Mercury mm-hmm. it would have been around that time Cause by the by the time she would won the Mercury, I'd already had "I Love You," I'd already made my. Had I made my album. Or I'd, i was maybe halfway through it. Yeah, but yeah. "I Love You" was definitely uh. Yeah, I'd shot the video for "Fix Up Look Sharp." Yeah, so that's that's about where I was. So the album was done. Yeah.
4: It's still "Fix Up Look Sharp." is still the track that is played in every single <laughs> club ever, I, I still that. to this day. I love that. Like simply because it's a great track. And also one of the easiest things to mix in the history of mankind. Wicked. You've got me out of a shithole so many times. I've been, yeah. doing, I've been doing DJ sets and I'm like, this is not going well. Fuck! What's my break glass for emergency track? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Imagine, I don't think
5: I'd ever heard that that song before. I did. It. I just I understood it. Yeah. When Nick played the record, I was like, yo, yeah, that. And then like, if you p- give me 16 bars for that, and then put that chorus in there I'm going to wrap over that I just understood and it just, it just works I just, I just used to have like, these ideas and just run with them back then it worked.
4: Fix Up Luke Sharp you're halfway through the podcast um, okay so time for me to plug a little bit here I've got a live show in Port Rush in Northern Ireland coming up um, I actually went to university just around there as well so it's going to be like returning to the scene of the crime uh, it's a festival called the Atlantic Sessions and it is happening on Friday 16th of November and I've basically cherry-picked the best bands in Ireland to come up and play at it as well. I've got a band from Dublin called All Twins. I've got a band called Brand New Friend, who are from that area. I've got Son of the Hound. I've got Susie Blue. Basically the best. And it's all under the Slacker banner. So um, if you want to come to that, I will put a link to tickets um, just below. I've been running these Slacker nights for quite a while. And been selling them out in the London shows that we've been doing for about four years. And I've put stages on a festival and a couple other places too as well. So yeah, it'd be awesome. If you're from Northern Ireland or Ireland, come say hello um, on Friday the 16th of November. Okay, that's me. Done for plugging stuff for a little while. I've also got this book coming out very soon, but I want to leave that for a while and talk about that a bit more in depth in a f- further podcast. Okay, right, enough of crushing capitalism. Let's get back to Dizzy. Here's a very interesting comparison for you. You know when, like Bob Dylan went went from like being like the, the voice of a generation and the folk artist to being playing electric guitar, and mm. people started shouting Judas at him because he started playing the electric guitar okay. instead of playing his acoustic guitar. Right, right, right. Was that what happened? to You when you were like went pop when you went when you when you went to start making pop records instead yeah. of making the, the 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 boy in the corner. Did you did you feel like, like that sort of friction with the fans that were there from like the the early days? They were like, "How dare you
5: make dance with me?" I, I, I didn't feel it until until the album after because social media wasn't as big. So how were people I, connecting with you? Like, like I said, like this when when dancing that came out, that I think that just YouTube maybe just kind of started, and I wasn't focused on that kind of stuff. So all I was seeing was just good vibes.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: I wasn't getting too much of the, seeing too much of the negativity from whatever, the grime scene and all that. Because yeah. like I said, it wasn't as connected. You had MySpace and all that, but it wasn't, I just, really everything tough. just got bigger and it was just massive. It wasn't until after, maybe when when uh, the album The Fifth, once the Robbie Williams thing, because you see you see the YouTube comments, you see, that's when you, you realise, oh, there was a bunch of people that are just like, not happy yeah, even like,
4: like even as like I was a like when I, when I was like really into like early stuff when I saw a collaboration with Robbie Williams I was like what
5: no but <laughs> like, you know what you see because you see because I just I just know myself in it mm. so I'd never paid that much attention. But to, you're gonna to
4: do what you want to do, and that's why you got here, and that's why you standard.
5: Here. Like, and and but it's just music anyway. Like, some people get a bit carried away with themselves. Yeah. But I've never paid that much attention to Robbie Williams to know that people felt that kind of way about him i just thought that he's massive i thought everyone i thought that it was just like he's huge so he's he's offered to sing this this chorus for me and why the fuck would i say no he's <laughs> <It's> robbie williams <laughs> like i say no nah, sorry sorry nah, you can't yeah, like, yeah. no it uh, example that. was supposed to sing it and then he did sing it and it didn't sound right yeah so robbie williams offered to sing it i'm like yeah
4: yeah. Okay. Well, well why not? <laughs> yeah, you used right, to be. In take right, that. Yeah, yeah. Let's
5: let's let's do this. Yeah. Massive.
4: Um, I saw like uh, when you were on your Instagram talking about boy in the corner being fifteen years old. You were like, right, if um, I'm gonna make something as important as this, and if I don't, I'm gonna contact Robbie again.
5: <laughs> yeah. Fuck okay, it Listen, man. You see, just bring you t- it. Sometimes your yeah, music connects you to people where it brings more to your life than just whatever hits. And it was a hit, by the way. It yeah, was like number yeah. five at a time when records really sold. But just even. Like going to his house and just jamming with him in his own environment. Is that
4: what you? And is that what you made it? You made it in Robbie's house?
5: No, nah, we. Made, um, oh yeah, he did record it. I'd say he'd he did, have a he big did record it at his house. Yeah, but at the time,
4: he's not living in a one bedroom flat, does he? Like
5: no, his his neighbors <laughs> were Slash and Paris Hilton. Fuck. <laughs> so I went. I went there. So that that's You're amazing. You're Guns N' Roses fans, so right? You have to go next door, right? So you see what I'm saying? So and. He what he said. He told me a bunch of stories, which is amazing. Let's like, see, these yeah. are stories that like that. Are, it's just amazing to just have just in in your memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even just like mad thing, like he said, yeah. If you look out there the window, where he lived it was when, some one. I don't know. Is where, this LA? It was, yeah, yeah. Cali- yeah, California, just maybe outside of LA, whatever. But he's saying you see like the the the, the valley, whatever it is the the scenery. Yeah. So If you look out there, yeah, that's the opening. That's the opening, um, shot or opening scene in ET. Like, that, yeah, that's yeah. That, that's you know, what I mean, that's kind uh-huh. of. I don't know if it makes sense the way I'm exp- explaining it or describing it.
4: No, but like you, it feels like you're just living in a movie. You're like looking around you, and everything yeah. makes sense. No, like I
5: looked out of the window, and he's saying that horizon there is the horizon that they used to shoot the opening scene of ET. Yeah. So yeah, that it, it was
4: the movie. Yeah. Is that like part of the reason why you moved to
5: Miami? Nah, I just moved to Miami because everything was just so mad. That's after dancing me, me, because after everything just went mad, I all, all those number ones of one album went platinum.
4: You couldn't walk down the street, you couldn't buy milk anymore, could you?
5: Right. And then I went to Miami on holiday because it was the only place that was warm other than the place I wanted to go, which was Antigua, because I went there the year before. Mm. And then the place I wanted to go back to was full up. So my travel agent said, Oh, you should go Miami. I've right. right, been okay. to Miami a few times. I went to Miami in 2004. <laughs> For, for the old first well my first ultra is when it used to be on the beach yeah I and then i done a few shows there when I toured America so uh-huh. I've, I've done Miami at least twice I didn't think nothing of Miami I've never
4: been like I've, all I know is like what I know from like the movies right
5: and I never saw that side of it young really not really I never, never cared about it but when I moved there that, that, that time there again it was Christmas mm. on New New Year's so I was able to walk down the street I was just, just, just going for walks every day I made friends and then were you you want to out come or back or were you like hanging out No, nah, not straight away no, not straight away No, nah, I was like there from like later like, just a a like year. Year. I, I stayed for a few months and then I came back to England and I went back you and then Ly- I bought a place
4: you and Lionel Richie just like making the best beta possible at miami
5: you're not living in miami that's l a but I've, um but then i started I've always gone to l a but then I went to l a that uh maybe like the year after to 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 make the fifth yeah make the rest of it working with different producers there and then it kind of turned into like a long holiday like a long work holiday yeah and I had my place in Miami so I was going back and forth from there and not coming back to England a lot but there was there was a there was a point you said Lionel Richie there was a point where I was in well I was in Nicole Richie's birthday party yeah because somehow I got really tight with Joel and uh good Charlotte boys I can't remember their names how am I going to forget to forget I'm sitting I there, mean asked me to spend so much time with these boys, like it's embarrassing <laughs> that I would even say that. The good Charlotte boys, yeah. So, like, we, like we got really tight, it doesn't sound like it now, <laughs> but we got really tight and then so, so I used to go to their house, both their house all the time, yeah, yeah. one of them was Mariton and Nicole, uh. so then I ended up going to a birthday party in, was it in a big hotel, it was in a big hotel there, the whole corner, so Samantha Ronson was DJing, one of the Olsen twins was there Embarrass myself with her. What? No, wait, did, did, I, did, ju- I just did, went up to did her. You, did you flirt? It wasn't weren't, it weren't much of fl- flirting. It, w- it was me thinking I was giving a compliment and being nice. Yeah, yeah. But maybe coming across like a bit of a prick.
4: Like, she. What, like a backhanded sort of.
5: Nah, nah, no, 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 no. Not to, like nah, being an arsehole. Like, but just didn't come across very cool because she come up to me. She'd be introduced like, I said, yeah. oh, oh my God, I've loved you since you were this big. Like, and she's like, Oh she's my god get me, me out of here She's looking at me like no, really You're that, one of those ones That's what it felt
4: Yeah that's what it felt like the thing She you didn't do. say it With celebrities If you're at a celebrity party You can't celeb the celeb Or like you can't You can't walk up to somebody I think that's like One of the things I was taught Like when I started at radio, right, and I'm interviewing an artist, yeah. don't go up and talk to them about the
5: one thing that they're big for because that's not the one thing that they want to talk about. Usually not, yeah, usually, yeah, but what else, I would awesome, never thought I'd meet an Olsen awesome twin but she was cool about it anyway, like maybe it was just in my head, maybe I thought she just didn't say much and then I sat down and was, I was with Nellie Hooper I met before, right? he introduced me to Quincy Jones and Lionel Richie was there obviously because it was his daughter. Yeah. So, so that was that was. Do you want like
4: say the Quincy? Hey, like, um, do you want to f- fire up the headphones? Let's go lay like, some tracks down.
5: No, he was just he basically he's. In, I was introduced to him, and first thing he said was "music's finished." Music business, music business is finished.
4: <laughs> okay, then. So we had <laughs> a, let's uh, yeah start up some real estate business, will we?
5: Yeah, he was on saying cell phones in China. That's what he told me. It was all about cell phones in China. So he was going back and forth about that. Yeah. To the point where he told me off. What. Like, he told like told me off for like even <laughs> tr- like attempting to have a debate with him.
4: He was like, "Listen, I'm Quincy Jones.
5: Ba- like it was pretty much like like how many, like I made I made Thriller. How many records you sold? Like he said that to me. It was amazing. <laughs> he said he said that that was wicked. And then he said, what he say? <laughs> he you. said you're not listening. He said he said Why did God give you two ears? I said what? He said, so you can listen. He said that I'll never forget that
4: But the thing is He's at that age Where he could be your dad Like so you can't He's your granddad Yeah granddad You can't can't go back To Quincy Jones and go You can't stand toe to toe Nobody can stand toe to toe With him Like he's like The greatest record producer Of all time So they say Yeah and you're like I don't care
5: Now it's not that I don't (laughs) care It's that like I've just come off the back of Like A bunch of number ones On a
4: Platinum independent album Put
5: out myself Yeah and you just you're Quincy Jones and you just told me you just before anything, not even congratulations. Ah, right, music industry is dead. Like, what? It's that's not what, not what I'm trying to hear. Right now, you it? But he like afterwards he, then he then he was like, ah, oh, you, you gotta know you gotta know your roots. It's it's like it's it's Dizzy Gillespie, like uh, all those jazz guys. Said, it's not Jay-Z. I said, All right, cool, cool. He said, where are you from? Said, I'm said I'm from uh London. He said, No, where are you really from? I said, Oh, okay, no, I'm from Ghana and Nigeria. I said, Yeah. I said, that's right. I was like, "Wait, so where are you from? From Cameroon?" Which I I never knew that Quincy Jones from Cameroon. No, I didn't know that either. So that was good. So I just got I have got a nice schooling, and it's one of them ones that I uh, I'm I'm glad that happened because that was a real exchange. You could have been like one of them ones that hey hey Quincy, this is dizzy. Like hey, how you doing? And that's uh, it. And that's it. Yeah, yeah.
4: You got you got some wisdom out of it. Are, are, yeah, are yeah. you are you like big big on your roots? Like do, do nah. you have do family there?
5: no. Nah, nah. I think I've got family there, but I've never I've never really ventured over to that part yeah no at some point i will but i just never did i
4: was listening to um raskett again um today in sort of preparation for this but i was listening to a lot um last year when it came out Mm. and because it had been like it'd been a little while since like I, i know you did like all of the the crazy videos um a couple of years beforehand you put out like three videos and they were fucking amazing um, each and every single one of them. Like, one of them was like a, almost like a Halloween song, and it was oh a yeah, a couple manner. of stacks. I'm, I'm forgetting it. I'm forgetting that, the name. That was an EP as well. Yeah, yeah, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, okay. the videos for that were incredible. But then when Rasky came out, I was like listening to it on repeat, mm. over and over and over again. And the one thing that kept going through my head, and I remember it going through my head at the time. And again today, I was like, this guy is the king of the put down. Like he's like <laughs> the king of swear words and the king of the put down. I was just like. Oh, I felt like I had to walk around with a bucket of ice to put it on yeah, myself yeah. for all the burns that were happening. I was the whole saying some words, shit, it. No, yeah. Was, because and I, you say words that n- I've never heard in rap music before, like right. um, when in re- reference to your private area, knackers,
5: knackers, very, very, <laughs> yeah, very British, yeah, it's stuff, So yeah. British, but but that's what I was always always about. Stan Big said because of where I come up and grew up with. I grew yeah, up yeah. around Cockneys. First person so,
4: I ever heard do that was Roots Manuva,
5: right. Yeah, legend. Legend. he legend, legend. When he was rapping
4: about cheese on toast, I was like, I've never heard that before. Right, that's amazing. And those
5: are the things that I, I took it even further, because I grew up in Bow. Bow was like they say you you were cockney if you was born under the sound of the Bow bells. Yeah. I feel so. I feel
4: like Conor McGregor from UFC is a fan of yours. Like just from the way he talks, sometimes I feel like you, you would be a good person to walk him in.
5: I I want to spar with him. If I meet him, I would have to spar <laughs> with him. Like, <laughs> you do 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 martial arts? Yeah, I like I like a bit of Thai boxing or sometimes like and all that as well. But just when I meet people like that, I just always want to get in the ring with him. Not not just like be not match wise, but you want to see what it's like. Yeah, I want to because the best way to learn. Is if you get in with someone really skillful, and they usually don't take the piss out of you. Yeah, yeah. they can usually got better control. Uh-huh. But then if you can just kind of keep up a bit, you'll learn some stuff. Like it's almost more dangerous to get in with someone who's. Like, not trained, or yeah, not as good. Sometimes they got more to prove, and it might turn into a bit of a brawl.
4: Plus the know? fact if you're sparring with somebody, like does somebody not want, just want
5: to go right? I want, I want to knock out dizzy rascal. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's 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 all good, but. That's that's a problem for everyone because you, if you if if you do that, you'll see the other side of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see that. Nah, because I'm not. I'm, just, I'm ready for that. I'm not about to just let yeah. people just beat me up. I know that because I haven't. I haven't come to. I've just come to learn. That's all I care Rest, about. It's restraint, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't come here to just beat everyone up and show how tough I am. I come like, oh, this this is a sport. I respect it as an art. Like, yeah, so don't take the piss.
4: Um, see, like in in 2013, right? There there was a a bit where you were like kicking off on, on Radio One, right? And I always mm. thought this was really funny, right? Because while you were tweeting about Radio One, I was on air at the time and I played your record while you were <laughs> <laughs> I I what, while that? you were tweeting. You oh, were like Radio oh. One don't play me anymore. And I was live on air, so I just I just stuck on one of your records nah, I wasn't saying they don't they, I,
5: was, I was I was telling them not to play <laughs> I've me anymore. I always wanted to say that. Yeah yeah you know, I wasn't telling I'm not saying they don't play me no more, I'm saying don't fucking play me. That's what yeah, I, was, yeah. I was having a rant. I think that was my first official rant. I'd got so I'd gone so far in my career avoiding all that, like that's that's probably my big my first big tweet, because I just didn't I want to engage in none of that bullshit. But I find the phone was in my hand, and I find I think I've just it just became so normal that everyone did that that yeah, I ended yeah. up doing it. I've yeah. done it a couple of times now, and I actually
4: I hate it. It's dangerous, though, isn't it? Like if you if you if you're up there, if you've got like that sort of. It's
5: not dangerous really because fucking you know you know I find that people. I feel like people have got more... They're so used to seeing fuckery and hearing about fuckery now that everyone's more numb to shit. Yeah. So, like... That's true. It's no shock. So, it's hard to even really tarnish anyone's career anymore. That's what it feels like because some of the most... People have been publicly... Had all their dirty laundry flung out there publicly and had the most slanderous things said about them and proven to an extent and it hasn't taken them down. That's, That's where we're at. So... It almost, you can just say what you want, but just as a case of pride, I always pride myself on not, not, not doing that, or just I always pride myself for being stronger. I, I think it's nonsense, like like telling everyone how you feel. Now I have avoid social media. I, if I would be bigger, probably, or just more in everyone's faces, if I was more on social media, but I just.
4: I I, I, like I, I agree. Like I, I find I find social media very very stressful sometimes. I enjoy it. Like, no, like everyone for, does for the most part, right? right? But like um for 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 what I do, I have to be on social media, and no, but so do it, I. Yeah. And but so, sometimes I just want to like not let anybody know anything about my life and just sort of sit and sit in my house and play FIFA and and eat some food and it, it works do for nothing, some people, you know? man. It does work for some. It's people. Instagram's the one that gets me really. It's like everybody living the perfect life, and then you're just like, Meh you're not though, do you know? Yeah, especially just, when it's people that you know. You're like, just living my best life, and you're like,
5: fucking hell. Just have a word. No, nah, how many how many photos does everyone need? Look, it's me again. See, selfie number ten thousand. <laughs> this is what I look like. Nah, I looked a bit a little bit different than I did ten minutes ago.
4: Um, so the the, the the new stuff you're doing with Scaptor, like, um, right. you, you know, you guys didn't. Did you guys work together a lot back in. Nah, like, no, never.
5: this is the first time. We've been on radio before. So yeah. like we went on the I Mr. Watched, Jam. I w- oh
4: man, I've watched that Mr. Jam uh video that session that, that that you guys did the freestyles. Yeah. So many times. I remember coming home from work and I was like I was on I think maybe the same night, but I was on probably around about the same time and I didn't see it going off and I heard about it and I got home and my friend had it on the TV yeah. on the iPlayer or whatever we rewatched it so many times the way that you came in it was like wrestling it was like somebody <laughs> reappearing do you know what I mean? it was uh, like oh, and I haven't heard from him in like a, a, a little while and then you just come back in like the fucking Undertaker
5: or whatever and it's like whoa! holy shit! that's mad that's mad because me and Feki were just well, watching it from next door and I was like we were supposed to just perform our song yeah. afterwards and it's like well they're there, there not like i don't know them i've known lethal since the, those records you playing yeah like that's the first album i appeared on was the Morfire crew album mm-hmm. not even my own the Morfire Crew crew yeah. that came out so i've known him for so he, he's there he's with uh um temps who's a, who's actually a relative and then you got jme on them that's like well, we might as well just go in there it? it's like, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's what i that's so that's how it, so it wasn't planned so that's why that, I think that I think that's, that's, what made it
4: that's what made it better because when when you came in, you saw the other people turning around, going, "All right, yeah, yeah this is just le- it's like this is leveled up, right? This 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 um this this is about to go off into space. Proper that just that, fun. that that video's got serious head stuff.
5: That that's legendary. And then General uh, Levy came in and then that, that's when we wap, became wap. kids yeah <laughs> that's when we became kids because that record yeah, yeah. come on that, that he was like one of the first crossovers as well from the scene really in it you had original nutter but i feel like general levy There was it was so it was original there's nothing like it there's never been anything like that
4: no like that's that's a moment in time and and fair play to jam as well he played it well yeah like he had he had all the rhythms ready to go and he was like a kid in a sweet shop as well. He was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" I mean, we all were.
5: No, it's like an old grime it. set or whatever, in it, like just just foundation thing, in it.
4: Big time! I'm re- I'm really excited. Are you got, are you and Skepta gonna do more stuff together? Like it feels feel like that 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 song feels good.
5: It does feel good, and considering that, like I had m- imagine we made this song. I hadn't seen him since the Mr. Jam. All oh, right, since that, yeah. So that's the first time I see him, and we he's we, leveled up again since that, of course. And then that we made that within what two hours so like we work well together yeah, yeah then it's our first time uh-huh so it would be good to, to do something
4: i'm very excited about the jme album he's been away for a bit yeah he's gonna come with something different isn't yeah it? big time big time so you've got um somewhere to be which i want to talk about briefly before before you go right yeah man you're getting your picture hung up in the national portrait gallery and that's where you're going directly after this yeah
5: that's crazy what is happening with that I just, just they just offered to uh, they, yeah, just told me about it and I just accepted. With these these things, things like this come and they kinda knock you sideways. Just like I just like um with the thing in Ireland, the Phil. The university they're giving me the it's not like a doctorate. It's a what? Oh uh, Trinity, Trinity, Trinity College, yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's making, that's a big one. As well, yeah. yeah, so yeah I'm saying Trinity stuff College like that. is like the yeah, to these things the that the, the um, in Queens. and this thing that you're talking about, the, the, the National report, these things just come. I'm am no, I'm never no, I'm never thinking about stuff like that. You're gonna be Doctor Dizzy Rascal. Oh, okay. I, I am. Are you are you already? Yeah, because I got one a few years ago from East London University. They gave me a doctorate. Shit, man, if, doctorate. I got a, if I got a doctorate, I would I would really I wouldn't I wouldn't even chat to anybody unless they called me Doctor Phil. You could, <laughs> and, and the thing is, you can you are allowed to do that. Yeah, totally. I did it to an estate agent once in Miami. And like I put down doctor first, yeah, so yeah, were, yeah. and then he, should be, he was showing me around a few places, and then he goes, like, and he's like, "So, um, <laughs> what what are you a doctor of exactly? Like, I don't think he was convinced. <laughs> yeah. Doctor of the arts, so, oh, yeah, oh, do, okay.
4: do, do, doctor of the arts. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm the sort of doctor that if somebody's having a departure on a plane that you don't want, nah, going is there a doctor in the house? You're like, yeah,
5: unless you want to sing them a song,
4: <laughs> I will sing them, I will revive well, them back ours. to life. Um, what was it going to say? Yeah, we've got one final bit, which is, what advice would you give to anybody starting out music right now? What could What could you like?
5: Music industry dead. <laughs> Cell phones China. <laughs> That's
4: it's it. This is the perfect place to end it. Um, Dizzy, uh, thank you very much. Uh, thanks time, for bro. thanks for doing this. Thank has you. Been, been a lot of fun.
5: Don't gas me. The EP is Ah, Now. Go check it out. Yeah right
4: he's not wrong he definitely isn't the new ep don't gas me uh is out right now uh i'm really hoping to him and skeptic get back together for a few tunes because it works i mean skeptic on production dizzy on the bars skeptic coming in for a little bit here and there it's like it's like real madrid it's like watching the best of the best play with each other over and over again that didn't sound right did it uh but honestly i hope they make more music uh coming up in the next little while can we start a petition for this a change.org petition maybe i don't know uh if you like the podcast then please share it with your friends uh rate and review it and listen we're still a, a little baby podcast at the moment so we have a lot of room to grow and you know that that growth happens by you guys spreading it around and sharing the podcast and telling people to listen to it and and doing the nice things of rates and reviews and subscribes i'm I, i'm so sickened of having to say that but like it really does help um also if you're listening to this on the wednesday that it comes out i will be on uh radio one tonight at 7 p.m and tomorrow at 7 p.m and sunday at 7 p.m Uh, Also, BBC Introducing Live is happening at the Tobacco Dock on the 8th, 9th and 10th of November. If you're into bands, uh, if you're into making music, uh, producing music uh, or basically anything to do with the music industry, that place is like fucking Disneyland to you on the eighth and ninth and tenth. You get you buy a ticket, you go down there and you will have like four hundred speakers from across record labels, um, artists, like the whole thing. People will be there listening to your demos, um, passing it around like i remember going to like these bbc introducing events before and people have handed me a demo and it's ended up being played on the radio that night that's how quick things can work at that i mean the songs still have to be good but i'll put the ticket in the link for the bbc introducing live festival at tobacco Dock on the 8th 9th and 10th of november that's it for me lots of love to you all thank you for your time all the best goodbye much love bye bye
3: The wait is finally over and sport is back on Now TV. It's lights out and away we go! Where you can watch Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport together and all without a contract. What a fantastic part. So whether there's a day, week or whole month of action you just can't miss, you can now stream the lot. Oh, it's a fabulous goal! This is your sport on your terms. Search Now TV Sports to find out more. 18 plus content streamed via internet. Full terms apply.